Welcome to That's Good Sports Podcast. I'm Brandon Perna, joined by Will Keys in Sacramento, California. Funny you mention that because uh, I know everybody wants us to talk about the big news that happened yesterday. So I might as well get to it right now. The Sacramento Kings are 5-3 and three after beating the Orlando, Orlando Magic last night. So. Ooh, hot take. Sacramento Playoffs? Kings are five and three. Hot take. Playoffs? Probably not, but <laughs> no, it's just their their record is the hot take. Will just, just the fact. Yep. Hot take. Uh, this is a podcast about football. If you're new here, we're going to talk about uh, the Denver Broncos for half of the podcast, and then the NFL for the second half. Will Key's got a very nice Denver Broncos shirt on. Uh, if you're listening on YouTube then that makes sense that there's video. Uh, if not, you can download this like a real podcast, iTunes, Podbean, and give us a rating in iTunes. I think we finally got over 100, uh, 100 ratings in iTunes, Will. So no, that's, uh, that's nice. That's I nice it, to people. I thought it was going to bring us more success, but it didn't. 100 um, one-star ratings? Or? No, we got them five stars. We got those five stars. Oh, okay. I thought that would happen, and then I thought iTunes was supposed to call me. and yeah, a me, plaque. Yeah, I wanted a plaque, and they were supposed to give me a check, and I haven't gotten either one of those things. So. Yeah, one of those like hilariously oversized novelty checks. Yeah, or a miniature check. Like It just can't be regular-sized. Nope. Nope. I'd, like this big, like the, world's, the size of the world's smallest violin. Like it's the size of an actual check mark. Yeah. No, I think we're getting our tropes mixed up here. But mm. yeah. Okay. So I mean, there's some there's a lot of trade news. We've got trade news, NFL trade news, Broncos trade news. We'll preview Broncos and Texans. Uh and then all of the games. And if we decide to do something else, we'll fucking do it during the podcast. This is how we we freeform. We freeform after years of taking improv classes. Will and I finally got together, and we are putting our skills. Uh, we are testing our skills. Yeah, I mean, you know, the first lesson that they teach you in improv is always uh, respond to everything with no. So, yep. so I just like to say, nope, that's not what we're doing. <laughs> yeah, I actually, not happen. I actually have a good story about. Uh, I'm a little laggy here. Um, so when I lived in Los Angeles, there was this like a uh, new sports company, like where it was some app. I forget what the fuck it was called, but you, I don't know. You like they wanted to do a show, and you logged in, and people like who had the app, like could video conference in to do like a conversation about the sports or something. And they wanted to try me out as a host. This was like during the first, after the first season of that's good sports. So I really didn't know what I was doing, mm -hmm. but they brought me in like to host and it was like me and they had this girl that was going to host and they wanted to like, see if we worked well together. And, uh, she, she set up something, something like that I thought was stupid. And, um, I said, no, like, I was just like, <laughs> like, I, like the, the anti-improv rule where you're supposed to say yes. I was like, no, not, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> Cause I forget what it was. I can't remember, but it was stupid. And then like the take ended. She's like, don't you go by like the rules of improv? Like you just say yes and kind of go with it. And I was like, oh, uh, 
Um, I would do that. I didn't say this, but I was like, but you were, you were trying to do something that was going to make us both look stupid. So I said, I'm not going down this road. And yeah, I, I mean, there's a point where you just can't, like, say yes to everything. It's like, oh, wouldn't, wouldn't it be hilarious if you just, like, sat down and drank a whole bottle of bleach in this sketch? Yeah, just do, exactly. just do it. Just kill, kill yeah, yourself. Just say yes. Yeah, it'd be hilarious. Hey, hey puppet boy, kill yourself for entertainment. Uh, <laughs> Dance, monkey. And all I knew, is, all, what happened was they paid me the $75 for the hour of time I gave them and never called me back. So I don't think I got the gig, Will. And I, I wish I remember the name of the app so I could see if they're still around. Uh, watch you. You're going to get a call like right after the show. And be yeah, like, hey, hey we've been waiting on. to call you back. And after you <laughs> trashed us, even though you didn't mention us by name, you are done. You are so done. You're dead. You're like, you'll, never, you'll never work in this town again, pal. Yeah, it's, it's like they're like, you know. Just do, like, what you do on your show. If you want to, like, take your shirt off and, like, run around, do that. Like, I think I did that, like, maybe in one episode. <laughs> that's, like, the go-to. Just take your shirt off. Yeah. Well, take your shirt off. It's it was hilarious. Your body is It was a different time. Funny. It was uh, a time when you were allowed to take your shirt off uh, with a female co-host. And, obviously, now that's not allowed. It's too bad. The world's changing. World For the better, changing, some would but, say. Uh, where'd you get that? That is a cool Denver Broncos shirt. I actually got this in Colorado. Oh, sick. Uh, I think I got it just like some at some random team store in Denver. You know what I don't yeah. get is like there was this because there was this vest that kind of looked like your your shirt you're wearing right now uh-huh. at the NFL store, and it was like a old school vest. Same colors, like the the cool blue and orange. I was like, fuck, I'll buy that. Because I was looking for uh, something to put up for a, a Patreon giveaway. I can't do that anymore. Apparently, that's illegal. Um, but I was like, oh, I'm going to buy this vest. And I clicked on it, and they're like, only three left, and none are in your size. And it was at the official NFL store. Like, why are they making a limited number of those things? It's the, like, the NFL. They should have, like, you just missed out on a ton of sales by making it limited. Yeah, they should have a warehouse full of vests. No shit. For all teams. Like, you can say limited supply and get people to go there and then just, you know, have an infinite supply because it's the NFL official licensed fucking place. But I was pissed. And I don't like to buy stuff from the NFL anyway because I don't want to give them their money. Uh, but they lost my sale is the point. That's too bad. Uh, I considered being a vest guy once. It just didn't work out. It just didn't. I just couldn't keep it up. Mm. It's just too much work. It's like you strap it on. And then like, if you're, you're taking it off, like if you're sitting down and you like hang it on the back of the chair and then you have to put it back on, you have to like fit your arms, like through the, through the vest armholes. It's just the whole thing. I don't like it. It, it. It's significantly easier to put on than a jacket, Will. Yeah, but everybody puts on a jacket. You just look like a fucking tool when you're putting on a vest. <laughs> oh, okay, fair enough. Anyway, um, I think that's all the all the vest talk for today. Yeah. Do you want to get into this DT shit or what? Yep, yep. So, Is that where um, we're starting? I think so. I think so. If you haven't heard yet, 
he was traded yesterday to the Houston Texans for what turned out to be a fourth-round pick, and I guess they swapped seventh-rounders. So, essentially just a fourth-round pick. Yeah, why I don't really did, know what the point of swapping seventh-rounders is. Right. You know, when, when the teams are going to even – they're probably going to have, like, similar records. Maybe the Broncos have a shittier record, so it works out for, for that, like a much shittier record. But, uh, like, the, the gall on the Texans to be like, no, we want – we want a seventh rounder swap in exchange as well. It's like fuck Doesn't you. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Fuck you. Yeah, Houston. we're giving we're giving you one of our greatest players of all time <laughs> for a fourth, which is a decent deal because you're going to actually use him in your offense probably. Uh, so quit being a dick. That's how I would have handled the conversation. I'm preparing, like, if I'm going to be a yep. GM one day. And you got to be tough. you got to be tough on those phone calls. No, you have to. Uh, you have to be willing to hang up. I think I would have been like, yeah, uh, we're giving you our second best receiver in franchise history. How about just be happy with a fucking fourth rounder? Because yeah. uh, the, team, the other team in Texas, the Dallas Cowboys, just gave up a first for Amari Cooper. So. Right. But clearly, clearly that didn't really affect the market too much. Cooler. <laughs> what we saw yesterday. Right, yeah. Cooler first name, Amari or Demarius? I think Demarius is more unique. Okay, okay. Plus you've got, like the, you've got the Y-I in Marius, and you just yeah. don't see that spelling anywhere. No, you don't. But you know what I respect about that spelling? Is like the first time I learned it. I mm-hmm. always knew how to spell it afterwards. Yeah. No, it's like you just it don't see – You just makes... don't see three vowels in a row ever. And I know, like, that's a little controversial because Y is only sometimes a value <laughs> – is only sometimes a vowel. But in this circumstance, uh, it is a vowel. Cause it's not the yes yeah sound. It's the I sound. The that's e, true. The E sound. The E sound. So, yeah. But um, it's like – Like I we've talked about before, like, I still have no fucking clue how to spell Garoppolo. Oh, no, Simeon. Simeon was always tough. I had to double check that quite a bit. Yeah. Demarius, all, once, it, once it was in there, it made sense. And I, I appreciated that basically maybe more than anything about Demarius. I've never been able to spell the word environment. I always switch between environment or environment. Uh, and I, I, just, I just never get it right. I'm pretty sure the spelling changes. Yeah, it, it changes based on um, the Just time of year years. and whether or not you're in daylight yeah. savings. So Correct. It's confusing. Um, but, yeah, so did you see the pictures today of Demarius at Houston uh, Texans practice wearing number 87 because 88 was taken? Who's wearing 88? Uh, Jordan Akins, who I think is a rookie. I don't know. He's some no-name for the Texans, but there's this rule now apparently that uh, you can't swap numbers if the player uh, with the number in question has played 30% or more of his snaps. And apparently Jordan Akins has played 30% of the snaps. That's some dumb bullshit. I don't fucking know who he is. That is stupid. Correct. It it looks – it just made me be like, "Mm, no, let's just – can we avoid this trade? Just bring him back. Bring him they're back. not treating it. They're not treating him right. I don't like this. They need they to give him his number at least. Yeah, that's bullshit. That is that's heartbreaking. Eighty-seven. Who is he? Eric Decker? I don't think yeah. so. That's that's Eric Decker. That's Eric Decker's number. Yeah. 
That's it, uh, I don't like it. Eric Decker was pretty good too, but he's no DT. You know what's crazy is I think do you think DT will be a good fit with with Houston? Do you think they'll actually use him more than the Broncos? So, yeah, I don't know. Like, I thought Will Fuller was a better compliment to DeAndre Hopkins because Hopkins was kind of like the guy who just made contested catches, and then Will Fuller stretched the field. And I don't know if Demarius has the ability to, like, stretch the field, uh, like, 30 yards plus anymore. I don't know if that's really what he does. So it kind of feels like you've got DeAndre Hopkins and a guy who plays like DeAndre Hopkins now in his older age. Not that he's old. He's 30, but – Yeah, well, DeAndre Hopkins – like, he just he, – he just – he can be anywhere on the field. That is, like, a guy who you want him to go deep, he'll beat you deep. You want him to run crossing routes, he'll beat you there. You want short, go, slant routes. You want digs, hitches. I'm just trying to think of all the routes I can think of. And, like, he's, he's, he's a threat everywhere, right? So, uh, Fuller, basically all he could do was go deep. Uh, he had – catching issues but you know he's done with his knee so i don't know dt seems like he's at at a point in his career maybe like physically where he's kind of like a, a tight end just lined up wide all the time so i feel like yeah. third down situations um i don't know why he's not used at the goal line more i feel like that's where he could be really effective is you know, jump ball still. And then looking back, like at this season, like week one, he had that amazing end zone catch uh, where Case Keenum threw it and he toe taps, you know, the mm -hmm. sideline in there. So I'm hoping they use him well because, the, you know, the Texans are in first place. I think they've won five in a row. Uh, yeah. John Watson looked great against the Miami Dolphins. I don't know what that really says, but he did have more touchdowns than incompletions which is kind of a crazy stat. Pretty good. Um, Pretty good. And they have a legit defense. So if they use DT, I just hope they get in the playoffs and he has some success there. That's all like I can hope for now. He's one of those people like you just want good things to happen for him because he was always just like a nice guy, a good dude, quiet, just a gentle giant, if you will. And he's going to be missed. Yeah, like I, I think he's uh, easily the second best receiver in franchise history, with number one being Rod Smith. But Darius he, Watts is up there too. But Darius Watts, Ashley Lalee, of course. How could I forget? Um, but he's just never a guy that got the credit I think he deserved. Like he was probably the best wide receiver in the NFL in 2014. Yeah, and I never ranked properly and he always got grief from fans on twitter because he'd drop a pass every now and then and people remember that uh playoff game against the colts where he dropped a few passes and he wasn't really involved in the offense in the playoff run in 2015 uh but we have to remember like he was probably one of the clutchest playoff performers uh before in his first like three playoff seasons uh back in 2011 obviously he had the the past or the long touchdown to beat the Steelers and then actually had like 150 yards against the Patriots, even though they got blown out uh, the next year, even though they lost, he scored a late touchdown to take the lead against the Ravens uh, 2013. 
He scored a touchdown to um, take the lead against the Patriots in the AFC Championship game. Uh, and then obviously had one of the best Super Bowl performances of all time by a wide receiver, albeit in a very losing effort. But I never felt like he got credit for all that stuff. So Yeah, kind of an under-the-radar guy. I think a, a big problem was, like, he didn't play his whole career with a good quarterback. Yeah. You know, if, if Manning would have been able to stay healthy longer, uh, I think DT's numbers would be even better. But shit, I mean, he played with Kyle Orton, Tim Tebow, Peyton Manning, Brock Osweiler, Trevor Simeon, Paxton Lynch, Case Keenum. <laughs> so, you know, that'll that'll wear on you. And that's a ton of different offenses that he's had to learn through his career. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. Probably a little bit underrated as a, a really, really good receiver. And when your team's not doing well, that's when you focus on things like a dropped pass in a game or, or whatever, because you're looking at every opportunity that's basically blown. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, even like the, the good receipt. Well, this year is kind of weird because I feel like Adam Thielen, uh, Michael Thomas, like those guys and Deandre Hopkins, they're getting a ton of targets and there's, they're like catching everything that's thrown their way. But if you look at most years, like the, the top receivers have quite a few drops and that's because they're targeted all the fucking time. Um, and I think that's kind of why Demarius maybe got a bad rap for that. And maybe just in a, a few critical situations when the team was coming off a Super Bowl win and turning into what we have now, which is just, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of just how it goes. Like uh, he, he wasn't healthy for the last two years, I don't think. Yeah, he had his, yeah. Shit. but he still played through it, and I'm always going to respect a guy for that. So, I don't, yeah, I mean, I don't – I think most Broncos fans don't have a bad word to say about Demarius Thomas uh, and the ones that do. Whatever, go ahead. Uh, but I think the Texans are going to like him. And <clears throat> I don't know. Uh, do you think a fourth-round pick was fair compensation or – Kind of. I think – I guess so. I would have – I mean, a third would have been nice. That's what they – you know, it's what Golden Tate got. But at this point, honestly, Golden Tate's probably a little better than DT. He's younger. Uh, not by much. Uh, he's 30. What's DT, like 33? No. Uh, I think DT's only 30. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh. He's got a few years left. <laughs> oh. Mm, now you want a second rounder. Yeah, now I want a first and a second and a third, maybe a fourth. I'm not going to get greedy and say fifth, but I would take a sixth and a seventh in addition. Yeah, we want the Ricky Williams trade, basically. <laughs> uh, yeah, are you surprised he was the only player traded for the Broncos? I thought they were going to get rid of Shane Ray. I thought Shane Shane, uh, Shane Ray was going to the Rams, but instead they got Dante Fowler, which feels like roughly the same exact player. <laughs> Uh, maybe I think Dante Fowler, the biggest upside he has over Shane Ray is, uh, he's been healthier. Um, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, he has, except for when he tore his ACL the first season in training camp or whatever. It happens. <laughs> Didn't that happen two years in a row for the Jags? Their first round pick tore their ACL before the season I remember started. Fowler tore his ACL like on the first play in like rookie minicamp. Yeah. Something like that. Signed. I don't Whatever. know who the other guy was. Uh, not great luck, but it happens. What are you going to do? 
Yeah, I mean, there were reports floating around that Shane Ray was going to get traded. That didn't happen. Uh, I heard that the Rams weren't interested in Shane Ray, which is interesting. Um, but the the reason DT's compensation is, I think, at least somewhat fair is because you're probably going to move on from him this offseason anyway. And it's yeah. – it's like at least this way you get a pick for him, and that's probably going to be the same case with Shane Ray. So they had no takers, um, and that'll right. be interesting because Shaq Barrett needs a contract and Shane Ray needs a contract. I don't know yeah. if they'll even keep either. But I mean, you get you get a lot of DT's money off the books, not all of it, but I think part of them taking a lower round pick for it is the Texans will pay him a little bit of what he was due. Uh, back from that pre-2015 contract that turned out to be, I don't know, I don't want to say harmful for the team, but, like, he was a little bit underperforming uh, the money he was making, I thought. Probably, yeah. But that's the way – You're kind of paying him for past performance. Yeah. That's the rookie probably. wage scale, though. It's like yeah. you, you underpay him while they're probably playing their best football, and then you're going to overpay him when they're – uh starting to decline and it's always hard to tell with wide receivers though um it is like they're kind of like running backs like once they hit 30 it's like how long are they gonna you know still be elite or you know able to get separation with all the young defensive backs uh but they usually get paid more it's tough unless you're uh unless you're jerry rice or larry fitzgerald Usually hit that hit that wall around thirty two, thirty three. Yeah, Andre the other Andre Johnson played quite a long time for Houston as a really good receiver who yeah got to play through some shitty quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Do you imagine like Andre Johnson on a, a great football team for his career? Oh, he'd have like two hundred touchdowns. <laughs> no question. Beat the fuck out of Cortland Finnegan, which I think is his. Oh yeah, that's his legacy in my mind, at least. Cortland Finnegan was a. Pretty shitty dude, right? Yeah, he was like, a shit talker. People hated him. Oh, absolutely. No, I to get Andre Johnson of all people to snap and just beat the fuck out of you on TV, you really have to be talking some shit. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, I wish I, I wish I knew what he was saying to him uh, that precipitated that fight because I'm sure it was uh, pretty crazy. I would never start a fight with anybody if I were on the football field. No, I wouldn't. I would probably wouldn't start a fight with most NFL players. Maybe like I don't know. Maybe like Randy Bullock. I feel like I could take him. Kicker. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. I would fight a kicker too. I'd fight a kicker. Except for like uh, Steve Weatherford. Oh, he he dropped me with one punch. So jacked. That dude is so jacked. Yeah. Who I'm trying to think who else. Uh, we should do a hottest thought, kicker bods episode. Yeah, I think it's just going to be Weatherford, and also you would be surprised. Yeah, you don't see a lot of kickers with their shirts off. Yeah, but we could get them to send picks. Oh, so right Mc, now, Manis would do it. <laughs> get on Twitter and start uh, messaging. I mean, just just a regular Twitter message, not a DM. And see how many kickers you can get to send us shirtless picks for our hot bod kicker episode. 
If we get all 32 kickers to do it, including Janikowski, uh, <laughs> I will, we, will, we will put together maybe a calendar even. Yeah. No, I think that's a great idea. All we need is 12. And it won't be for charity. The money will go right to us. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Yeah. That's another guy who I think would kick my ass, Janikowski, just because I think he's been oh, yeah. in probably 500 bar fights in his life. Yeah, I would not. Stretching back to – Stretching back to Portland, or to Portland, what the fuck, Poland, uh, Florida State, and then Oakland. Yeah. Poland, the Portland of the, the of Europe. Uh, Europe. <laughs> um, actually, let's be honest. I think every kicker in the NFL could beat the shit out of us, Will. They're all in pretty good shape. What about, like, uh, yeah, you say that, but like Martin Gramatica back He's in the He's not day? in the NFL. <laughs> I'm not saying, like, when he was, though, still. All that kickers dude, that dude now injured himself are... celebrating. Yeah, I so I think you. I injured my Probably. back bending over, dude. <laughs> yeah, I know, but like uh, I'm also not an NFL player, so yeah, okay. you can tell. Are you? Do you? Are you? Have you ever been in a fight? Uh, yeah, like a brief one in middle school. Oh, okay. Yeah, the dude like tried to headlock me, but <laughs> I don't know. He's a little bitch boy. He's really skinny. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah that's, not, that's a big that's, problem. Yeah, big problem. All right, who's going to win this game? Broncos, Texans. What are you looking for? Who's the guys uh, that man. are the ones that are the good ones? And the which are the bad guys <laughs> of the ones that you don't like? I don't like, I don't like all the Texans, and I like all the Broncos. I'm just going to say it right now. No, okay, I'm just going gonna, gonna to be watching Demarius Thomas the whole game. I don't know how much they're going to play him just because he's learning the playbook starting on a Wednesday pretty much, and he has to play on Sunday. But then again, like I, I was thinking, like the Bill O'Brien playbook can't be that tough if Ryan Mallett figured it out. So I think he can probably. You know, Ryan Mallett had it so figured out that he was like, "I'm not even going to show up today." Yeah, he's like, "I don't need to wake up. <laughs> I know all this stuff like the back of my hand." Oh man, that stuff was so funny. His alarm clock doesn't go off or whatever. Didn't he fall asleep at the facility too? Yeah, I think so. Oh, man, Ryan Mallett. Bill O'Brien was changing quarterbacks like every half that season. Yeah, that was interesting. Mm-hmm. Is that the – did they make it to the playoffs that year? Yeah, that was the year that they got killed by the Chiefs. Right. Brian Hoyer threw like five picks. Correct. And they kept like trying to run J.J. Watt at the goal line and just got stuffed every fucking play because he's not a running back. J.J. Watt. Awesome. Uh, <clears throat> on the radio here, they're – Trying to say that the Broncos and the Texans are like very similar teams. Um, yeah, not really. <laughs> I think the Texans are like under the radar right now because they lost the first three games of the season, uh, but they've they've won five in a row. They have a really good defense. Um, you know, there's JJ Watt, Jadavian Clowney, Whitney yes. Merciless. They have yes. a pretty good secondary. Yes. Um, their secondary is a lot better than the Broncos, so there's a Correct. big difference right there. Uh, Deshaun Watson finally starting to play well. He's had kind of a he's had a slow start to the season, so maybe in that respect, like yeah, I mean the guy the guy tore his ACL like not even twelve months ago at the time of this recording so. during his rookie season too. Yeah, so, um, I he's, think the, he's picking it back up slowly yeah. but surely. I think. Like a couple of weeks ago, people were looking at this game as 
oh, if the Broncos, you know, kind of have a rough go around, they could get things back on track with the Texans. Uh, I don't look. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think getting Demarius Thomas is a little bit of an advantage uh, for the Texans, but uh, just in terms of. Uh, talent or like knowing the Broncos defense? Yeah, a little bit of an edge. Knowing, okay. getting okay. some tips, getting that little extra that gives you just a little bit of an advantage, Will. Like, okay, how do you block Von Miller? And yeah. <laughs> you just get three guys. You get and you just three guys. Tackle them around the legs and hope the referees don't call it, which they usually don't. No, yeah, unless the, it's Garrett Bowles. Oh, yeah. No, every he always, time. He always gets called for perfect tackling. <laughs> um, play him on defense. I saw this thing about the, the NFL, like, awarded Von Miller for the, uh, like, tackling award. There's, like, this how to tackle right award. Yeah, no, he does it uh, about as well as anybody. And for like me, and Chris Harris. To, well, no, no, no. Like it's, I think it's like a an award to to yeah, try like and promote form safe, tackling. Say, no, safe tackling. No, I agree. Yeah, no, I know. I think he and Chris Harris are the best at it. Well, I think Chris Harris is the best at form tackling. I think Von Miller's the best at not trying to hurt quarterbacks when he hits him. And that's yeah. all that award meant to me was he's not hitting quarterbacks True. hard enough. Which is usually because he's going for the ball first. Yeah. No, that's true. So, um, I'll take more fumbles because uh, most quarterbacks I don't want to see injured. And the ones that I do, I think, go un- it goes unsaid. I don't need to say it. Yeah, most of the quarterbacks that um, I wish were injured usually get away and throw the ball with uh, their offhand. <laughs> but like, like you said, it doesn't need to be said. does not need to be said yeah, because – that is like it's yeah. It's, it's just that's just beneath us. That's beneath yeah. us. You don't, don't do that, that, Will. No, you don't do that. And that's why I didn't uh, mention any names, <laughs> so no one knows who I'm talking about. But yeah, um, uh, I think the Texans are gonna win. Uh, I don't. I think it'll be a close-ish game. I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna watch Case Keenum because there are some stories coming out about his book that he wrote over the off season. Uh, he had a chair, like a passage in there about Bill O'Brien telling him before that he, he molested him. him. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. <laughs> also, before that happened, uh, he mentioned that he'd never be anything more than a third string quarterback, which he is certainly not a third string quarterback. He's a starting one. Uh, so I want to see if he can really lay it on the Texans, but it's going to be tough with JJ Watt and Jadavian Clowney coming around yeah. the edge. Yeah, I have no hope. I like the Texans are are matched up to destroy one of the Broncos' biggest weaknesses, which <laughs> is which is protecting the edges. Mm-hmm. And the reason that's the reason that is even that that is being magnified and it's worse for the Broncos is because Keenum does not step into the pocket to avoid those situations. Correct. If, if it's a deep drop, he just keeps going backwards, and he. He doesn't, he doesn't feel it coming from both side, which he should. He should just assume if he's taking a deep drop, especially on third down, he's going to get fucking wrecked by whoever Garrett Bowles is blocking there. But that's like what you see good quarterbacks do. They step up in and around it, and then they make their throws. And uh, I think the Texans are set up to have a lot of success there. And 
I am running out of reasons as to try and figure out why the Broncos are losing. Um, they ran the ball extremely well against Kansas City. They sure did. Almost 200 rushing yards. And yeah, with like 60 that that were called back too. Yeah, exactly. It's From Philip Lindsay. You know, and some of those were shitty calls by the refs. Some of those were just shitty penalties. It's just like all the little things keep going wrong. And maybe that changes this week. I can easily see Keenum having a good game. I can see the running game working well again. The thing that negates those edge rushers, it's a nice, strong run game. Uh, is Royce Freeman back, or is he still going to be hurt? Uh, I don't know for sure, but I would guess that they're going to hold him out with the bye week next week just so they can get him all Yeah, it is a high ankle sprain, so he's probably out. Yeah. Uh, Sue Craven's supposed to play. Right. Uh, we'll see how much we get from him on defense and if he makes it through the game without getting hurt. Uh, but if he stays healthy, maybe that's a, a nice spark for the defense. I don't know. That secondary needs help. Bradley Roby, we because we didn't really recap the game, but I thought one of the worst Roby got players was Bradley Roby. Yeah, I saw because before that long like slant pass to Tyree Kill that set up their second touchdown, I saw him play press coverage on Tyree Kill, and you could just see it before the snap. It's like this is a bad idea. This is not going to go well. Uh, if you don't jam him and, like, push him into the earth uh, right off the snap, he's going to be gone. And sure enough, he couldn't get his hands on him, and he was off to the races on a slant. And it didn't end up well for old Brad. Yeah. I mean, he play and he gives way too much cushion. Uh, I don't know, man. Gives he's cushion big... to the players that he should press. Yeah. and then, I mean, this is more schematic, but <laughs> – and then goes up and, and plays press on Tyree Kill, the fastest man on earth. Uh, did you get that Halloween video, Tyreek Kill's Halloween video I sent you? No, I didn't see it. I'm pretty sure I texted it to you, Will. Uh, I'm fired, aren't I? Yeah, I did text it to you. Fuck. It's, Hall- it's Tyreek Kill's Halloween party on YouTube. And it's the Halloween you party get, at his house. You want to give us a little synopsis? No, because I only watched a little bit, and then my wife got mad at me because I wasn't watching This Is Us. Uh, but I figure we can use it for something in the picks episode. Correct. No, we can. Also, yeah, I think we have another like Mahomes-related project coming up during the bye week that we talked about a little bit. Maybe a little something during that as well. We'll see. Oh, yes. Yes. Okay, question for you, though, uh, before we move on to the NFL. Uh, if the Broncos lose like convincingly, do you think this is the last game for Vance Joseph with the bye week coming up? Uh, if the Broncos lose this game, I think we will be attending Vance Joseph's, Joseph's funeral during the bye. I don't yeah, think the Broncos will fire him. I think they will have him killed. Soprano style. Yeah. If the Broncos – want to be successful, they have to run their organization like the Mafia will. Mm-hmm. And John just, Elway needs to be more like Tony Soprano. I, I think you should do it casino style, just car bomb. So he needs to be more like Joe Pesci. A little bit, yeah. Oh, I would trade Joe Pesci for John Elway as GM. <laughs> yeah. In a sec- but if not like, You, you not motherfucker! Life, yeah, not real life Joe Pesci. It has no. to be... Joe Pesci in his one character. Like, he can switch between, like, 
Casino, Goodfellas, and it's Mike the Cousin same Mindy. character. Let's be real. It's yeah. the same guy. It's just Joe Pesci. It's Joe Pesci. That would be cool. Of course, I don't want Vance Joseph to be killed. That is insane. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he, he actually survives in Casino. So I wouldn't Spoiler fire him, alert. though. I Personally, I wouldn't fire him during the buy. The buy. Like, I don't think you got – you're not going to get a good look at somebody else you want to possibly be the head coach. Sure. Uh, I don't think Bill Musgrave would do – I don't think having Bill Musgrave be the head coach and try to run the offense would do this team any favors. Joe Woods – I think if anybody gets fired, it's Joe Woods. Um, I don't know. I don't know what the Browns are fucking doing by letting go, letting go of Hugh Jackson and Todd Haley. Well, if you're going to do it, like the Hugh Jackson thing is dumb because you might as well have just done it before the season. If you're yeah, fire that's – After like a 2-5-1 and one start. To me, it makes no sense at all to fire a coach halfway through the season unless you want – unless your plan is to like, let's try to lose more games. Let's just try to get best Basically. draft. If you want to go that route, then you, you do it. But I just don't know what you have to gain by doing it. And I don't know. You're going to pay him even if you fire him. So just make him work. Make him work for that money. And it's not like, look, Vance Joseph's not a good head coach. But he's also, I think, for the most part, like, I think the players like him. You know what I mean? It's not like the players hate playing for this guy. Like, you're losing everybody by keeping him around for the season. Yeah, he's not, he's not, he's not a good coach, but he's also not Josh McDaniels. where yeah. he's just Or a Todd Haley. The organization. Apparently, both, Todd Haley. Both two great examples of that. Todd Haley, I think, is probably one of the biggest douches in the in the coaching world right now. Like they, they no, we saw him, it on first. We saw it firsthand on Hard Knocks. Maybe the only one bigger is Greg Williams, and now he's the oh, head coach. Yeah. But like, that the he's the biggest thinking? hard ass. He's the biggest hard ass in the NFL. Like, all I saw when I, we watched that Rams All or Nothing from 2016, the year they sucked. Greg Williams was the DC there. It's like, wow, this guy's a fucking dick. Yeah. All he does is just yell at people. Uh, it's like, no, like that's not, this is like how you treat like a high school team. It's like a high school coach, like coaching professional football players. Right. And it, it, we're, we're like evolving beyond that point where. Yeah. It's where like we, the age of player coaches and like Pete Carroll. and. Yeah. It's like, hey, we're all people here. We know we fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's like, sit your fucking ass down. Don't say another word. He's like the he's like the gym he's like the gym coach from uh, Beavis and Butthead, <laughs> yeah. Buzzcut or whatever. Yeah. Just yell at him is like his only voice is just a yelling voice. Exactly. Like I feel like Hugh Jackson when he he like because he was a part of those guys being hired. I think he yeah. was just like I want to bring in the guys that are the exact opposite of me. Just insane, mean, dumb bringing those guys in because maybe that's what this team needs. I'm a little too nice, a little too friendly, a little too understanding, but quietly stubborn. Let me bring those guys in and it, it'll work out. And sure enough, it I worked did. out for, worked out for four weeks. It worked out pretty well. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I guess after this bye week, then – Lots of coaches could maybe get fired after or two. Who knows? Or zero. <laughs> it's hard Probably to say. Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, the Giants aren't going to cut 
or aren't going to cut bait with Pat Shermer yet. I don't think. No, not after one season. Is there anybody that would be on a who would have a better chance of getting fired than Vance Joseph? The second half of this season. No, because I just think like all the some of the bad coaches are just um, first year coaches like Steve Wilkes. I don't know if he's going to make it. Even though the the Cardinals won they last beat week, the I Niners think... they beat Shanahan's Niners. Yeah, and you think about it, like when do the excuses run out for Kyle Shanahan too? Right. No, I've, I was wondering that too. Like <laughs> because, like, I know you don't have Jimmy Garoppolo, but you still should probably beat the Cardinals, and you should have more than one win at this point in the season. There's that. You've got Dirk Cutter with the the Bucks, like, yep. but they they fired their defensive coordinator. Yeah, so he's he's got the heat. Uh, off of him for a little bit right and they got a win after that but then then Jameis Winston comes out and throws four picks and the best story of the whole fucking week is Ryan fat Ryan Fitzpatrick comes back into the game throws two touchdowns I believe to to get him back in a two-point conversion to tie up the game and then the defense just lets Andy Dalton run down there well throw down their throats and, and, and kick the game-winning field goal. But Fitzmagic is starting this week. He is my favorite, shitty, but also awesome quarterback. And I am so happy he's back in, starting ahead of the fucking rapist Jameis Winston. And <laughs> we somebody, somebody in, I think, the picks episode were like, why do you hate Jameis Winston? He's a good quarterback. You always shit on him. And I am so happy he threw four interceptions. I just don't like shitty people being put on a fucking stage. And I am 99% sure he's a shitty dude. So all I can think about now is Joe Pesci being the Broncos GM. Like, what the fuck? You want a, you want a fourth round pick for Demarius Thomas? Go fuck yourself. <laughs> he's kind I of know. like a... I was kind of a Boston-y uh, Joe Pesci. Yeah, I was, I was like if Joe Pesci was in Departed. <laughs> yeah. I love I love my favorite scene in Goodfellas is just the scene where De Niro gets the call at the payphone after they whack Joe Pesci. And he's like, yeah, what do you got for me? He's like, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And he just <laughs> slams the phone. <laughs> sorry, there's nothing we can do from the guys who killed him. It's like, yeah, we lost him. Uh, we accidentally shot him in the back of the head. I'm sorry. He didn't, he didn't make it. <laughs> yeah. And then like the, I like when they meet out in the middle of the desert. That Joe is Pesci. casino. Yep. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry. I'm thinking casino. <laughs> it's, a, it's the same movie basically. No. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right. It that's is. Just, that's just Goodfellas part two. It's like you, you watch Goodfellas and then you just start casino right after it. Just go right into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's, it's just and a you continuation. Just, you just assume like through casino that, Ray Liotta's not in it because he's just in witness protect- protection somewhere. And then the storylines just line up completely. Mm-hmm. Or does he yeah. die in Goodfellas? I can't remember. Henry Hill? Ray Liotta. Ray Liotta? No, he is in the witness protection. Does he? Okay. Karen, that was all the cocaine we had, Karen. <laughs> Karen. Okay. Um, uh, enough of that. Let's get to the other trades really quick. Biggest impact trade of the week, I think you'll agree with me, is Ty Montgomery going to the Ravens. Uh, I think just boosts their team more than any of the other guys traded. Uh, I'm going to have to disagree with you there. (laughs) Considering, I don't know, he had like 150 yards at this point. Oh, and one costly fumble, Will. You're going to just rag on him for his fumble. 
I don't know. I, I thought and the Ravens third running third on the really depth chart. A little bit, a, yeah. A third string running back in Green Bay is a thousand yard rusher for the Ravens. Well, we got to see, like, if if they let Ty Montgomery wear eighty eight with the Ravens, but Demarius Thomas <laughs> isn't allowed to wear eighty eight. I'm gonna be pissed. That's not gonna yeah. be cool. Why don't why can't the Ravens run the ball very well? I think Marshall Yon has been hurt, and so is Ronnie Stanley. Uh, offensive line problems. Yeah. Also, Joe Flacco kind of sucks. Somebody asked me if uh, I would be happy if the Broncos got Joe Flacco this offseason. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, I take like I don't know who'd you take. Who would you take? Uh, Joe, Joe Flacco F- or Case Keenum? <laughs> no, no, no. I was gonna say Joe Flacco or Derek Carr. Oh, so I take, take Derek. Derek yeah. So I think the better question is: Do you take Joe Flacco or Case Keenum? That's a tougher decision. Jesus, I don't know. I guess it'd be interesting to see Joe Flacco somewhere else, uh, but I don't think he'd necessarily be better anywhere yeah. else but Baltimore. I would take Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, we, I would take Derek Carr probably over all three of them. I feel like we already talked about it because I think Bill Musgrave and Derek Carr had good chemistry. Um. I don't know. It's Oakland's a whole like. I think Oakland's Derek Carr like, it'd be a great what if. Just like what if Derek Carr never broke his leg against the Colts. Ah, oh, that is a good what if. Yeah, because they could have won the next week um, against the Broncos. Because remember, the Broncos were playing Matt McGloin and uh, Connor Cook that week. And they would have had – Oh, that's right. They probably would have won the division, I think, depending on how their tiebreakers worked out with Kansas City. So, I don't know. That would have yeah, been interesting. They a hot team that year. That offense was pretty good. Yep. Um, and he's just never been the same quarterback since then. He just hasn't had a lot of confidence in the pocket. Although he has, like, brief flashes of being really, really good like he did against the Colts last week. For the – yeah, first three and a half quarters until yep. the Colts – I think the Colts scored, like – did they score 21 points in the fourth quarter? Yeah, they had just a ridiculous touchdown streak that was unanswered. Just yeah, luck, to, luck to Ebron and, and Mo Cox, our boy. Mo Cox. Uh, yeah, we did a lot of Mo Cox jokes mm-hmm. in the recap episode, and there will be more to come. Uh, there was a lot of uh, – I haven't put it together yet, but there was a lot of dirty NFL announcer talk through the weekend. when I was, Yeah, like, well, I saw like the – the the balls thing from the Seahawks Lions game. Yeah, there's balls down your throat. The one yep. guy accidentally says sex instead of success. And there's I found another one. Freudian. Yeah. Um I think NFL now- announcers shouldn't be allowed to use the word penetrate anymore. Yeah, no, it's just how do you not think of <laughs> I don't know. How do you not think of sex when you hear that word? Yeah, the nobody ever says the word penetrate in like <laughs> yeah, normal conversation. conversation. And it, and it's not about sex. Yeah, it's just like uh let me penetrate this uh box of Cheez-Its with my hand and grab a few. <laughs> nobody <laughs> even says penetrate during sex. No, no the only word the only time you're you ready for me is, to penetrate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of like a less sexy thing to say. At no, any point yeah. The only time you hear it is when it's a double. Yeah, and that's a title. It's like a, yeah. a classification of mm-hmm. what you're gonna watch. Yeah, no, it's like the scientific uh, <laughs> 
scientific word for uh for being boned in two spots yeah not yeah we, we just get yeah we'll start a petition to ban it from all nfl broadcasts no more penetration <laughs> yeah. no more penetration we're the first anti-penetration podcast what, what game are you coming to will the browns one broncos browns i'll yeah, make you uh, i'm gonna sign. make you some no more penetration <laughs> signs you know what my dream's been and i don't i think uh, i'm gonna miss out on it this year because uh i thought the the dates would uh sync up just because the star wars movie comes out like every every winter around the same time now and it's always a thursday night that people go see it so you have the thursday night game before my dream is to just like run out onto the field with a with a sign that spoils the end of the movie and get shown on on tv like for the force awakens uh i can't remember what the game was but just like run out there with the sign that says han solo dies <laughs> and then get captured uh <laughs> tackled by the police and taken to jail See, until no, everybody that, would all worth it. that would be a classic move it would be remembered for years if you yeah, like, remember think that the... guy who ran on the field and spoiled <laughs> the ending of star wars for everyone he's a hero he's been in jail for the last 30 years but he is a hero how many football fans do you think are also Star Wars fans? I think you'd be surprised. I think you'd be surprised. I wouldn't because I think pop culture and football fans, like there's a big overlap. I, yeah, definitely. But I think the perception of people who like football, and there are a lot of people who still, it's like they're only into sports. It's more sports people. It's the people who only watch sports for entertainment. Like, I watch football, but the reason I don't watch basketball and hockey and uh, baseball all the time is because I want to watch other shit during the week. Um, yeah, well, see, I, I have time. I watch. I watch all the sports. I watch. Well, I watch football first, and then basketball and baseball are kind of a tie for me. And then, like, I watch TV and movies, but I also don't have a girlfriend, so yeah, it all or evens out. Job, you work, yeah, you it's do true. This. Basically. So, well, I mean, watching sports is my job, so. Yeah. Technically. It is your job. Correct. And you're very good at it. Except for sometimes when you're not. Yep. Uh, Other trades. Golden Tate. Golden Tate goes to. The Eagles. Eagles, that's right. That's a good fit. I agree. Um, Eagles, I don't know what. I mean, they, they beat Jacksonville. They sure did. Um, I think they still have a shot at the division. Yeah. I don't think Washington's necessarily – I feel like Washington, like their players are just so old, they're just going to get tired around like week 12. Yeah, they're going to – well, they're, a lot of them are going to have to be in Florida by that time. Yeah. No, yeah, they prefer the humidity. Vernon Davis is just going to be like, my back hurts. I am going to my community in Florida mm-hmm. with yeah. the Seinfelds. Yeah, <laughs> Marty Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, and the Jags, I mean, we didn't touch on this, but technically three of their players were arrested, four yeah. were detained, about a discrepancy over a $64,000 bar tab at a London burlesque club-ish, something like that. Interesting. I didn't know I didn't know the burlesque club part, I but I'm, I was trying to do the I, I was trying to do the um, the dollars to pounds conversion in my head. 
and I just twisted my mind into a pretzel even just thinking about it. I can't I can't remember if it's more or less or like how that works. But it was like uh the only like big name was Barry Church. Yeah, yeah, you had Barry Church like DJ Hayden who was the former uh, first round pick by the Raiders. Yeah. So Hayden's made some money. Yeah. Uh, I just don't know how like I I can't I know like you can get bottle service that costs like thousands of dollars and I guess yeah. if you do that a few times you can rack up something but I just I can't imagine compiling a bar tab that gets to $64,000 in one night. No. And then I've had some bad nights where I spent too much uh, at, at a bar, but it's never gotten that high. <laughs> no, it's like, you, you, you're like, I spent $140 last night. Yeah. It's like, Oh shit. I bought like two people drinks and now my, yeah, my Wells Fargo accounts at like 20, like fuck. Why did I buy everybody drinks? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And I get, I, I mean, I guess if it made it to 64,000, you might as well dispute it. Although a bottle of gray goose for everyone. What's nice is in the UK, in most parts of Europe, you don't have to tip as well. Oh, so they're not even factoring in tips. Yeah. So it's basically free to drink out there, which makes it even harder. To exactly. 4,000. Yeah. Um, Saving like 20% every time. Then we got Dante Fowler to the Rams. I think Correct. that's that's good. Talked about that. We talked yeah, about that. No, that was like the one position of weakness on their defense is they didn't really have a great edge rusher. Corey Littleton's turning out to be a really good linebacker, but Yeah. He's no that guy, dude, that guy's really good. And that was like the area that looked like it might be the weakest part for them was their uh their linebackers. But dude, that guy is a playmaker. Um I credit a little bit uh of that to Wade Phillips just knowing knowing how to use his guys. And yep. I think Dante Fowler coming in, if they get an edge rush on top of what they already have on that defensive line. Terrifying. Uh, they should, yeah. I mean, they're still winning games. They're not perfect, but I think they are the best team in the NFL right now. And let's just start our pick segment by talking about the Rams and Saints. I know it's going to yeah. throw your order off, but that's ah. the game of the week. <laughs> that is the game of the week, Will. Really? I still think Packers and Patriots is the game of the week. No, 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 no. You know, I think Chargers at Seahawks is the game of the week. Oh, I mean, that, I think that'll be a good That's game. That's actually a pretty good game. I don't think it's the game of the week, though. Yeah, Rams at Saints. Um, I don't know. It's, it's hard to pick. If this was in Los Angeles, I'd say overwhelmingly I'd take the Rams. But the Saints just play so well indoors. Oh, yeah. Not that the Rams can't, too, because they're a similar offense, but – Kind of weird. See, I just see the Saints do it all the time. Kind of weird. A guy with the last name Breeze only plays good inside. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I, I don't. I. I don't get it. Please explain. Because <laughs> he can't handle a breeze. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Oh. Oh, oh well. This is why people listen. Wordplay. Breeze. Oh, because it's like wind. Yeah. Okay. Let's not act like you're above it, Will. <laughs> you write you write in at least five of those every week. Yeah. Nope, the shittiest jokes. You can pin them all on me. I think you're trying to destroy me. 
<laughs> from the inside. Getting, you're getting me to trust you, and then I won't know whether a joke's good or not, and I'm just going to say it. Yeah, no, pretty soon I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write on an episode, fuck you, San Diego, and you just look at that teleprompter and say whatever, so you're going to say it too. There we go. Go, you know what? go fuck you know, yourself, San Diego. You know how I know, like, because if anybody doesn't know, Will helps me write the – Picks episode every week and the uh, recap of all the games. And then this week he helped with like the Demarius Thomas one a little bit. And somebody in the comments was like, how do I know if it's a joke you wrote or one that Will wrote? (laughs) (laughs) First of all, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's a good sign though that, you know, Will and I are on the same page. It's like, hmm, Brandon didn't write that. Yeah. I'm not going to laugh. Usually, and how it works is like the picks episode, most of that is Will uh, getting the meat of it done. But then, like, the way writing kind of works there is, you know, sometimes Will has an idea that sparks something that I'll put in on top of it, or I'll write something down, and then Will runs with an idea there. And really, that's it's so much. I enjoy the scripts that we write together so much more than like the ones I just bang out on my own because one, they're better. Usually the jokes are funnier, but also it's like, it's the collaboration makes the creativity kind of, it like sparks ideas other than trying to always think of something yourself. Even if it's not like a joke that you put down, even if it's just like a reference to a historical football thing, (laughs) like, oh yeah, well we can make fun of that, you know, with this. So if that one guy is listening, which I'm sure he's not, I answered his question. Yeah, the question, the the answer is uh, you'll never be able to tell. So stop asking. You'll never know. Uh, who are you gonna never pick know. though, Saints or Rams? Oh shit! Uh, I don't know. How can I pick against the Rams at this point? Even though it goes against everything I just said. Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Saints at home because I don't think the Rams are gonna go undefeated. Uh, and a one in if they each have one loss, I think that's more interesting. Yeah. And I think the Rams would have lost last week if Ty Montgomery doesn't fumble the fucking kickoff and gives Aaron Rodgers a chance with the yeah, – Aaron Rodgers had over a minute left to get a win. And Mason Crosby was kicking well that day. So, we'll see. But maybe Dante, Dante Fowler is just too much. He's just too much to handle. <laughs> yeah, if that's just the – if he just, like, turns out to be the player that Jacksonville thought he was going to be when they took him out of Florida with, like, the third pick – uh, we might just cancel the season at this point. Yeah. Well, he had eight sacks last year in a reserve role. So yeah, like he's pretty good already. <laughs> he's not a bad player. <laughs> just like if he even like steps it up a little bit, it's like I don't know. Maybe he's got Donald and Sue on the outside. He's going to be like, I don't. know, He might have like a tight end blocking him every play. Yeah, he just it, end up with like nine sacks in the last nine games. Who knows? I think the the Rams are like my second favorite team this season. Yeah. See, I I kind of waiting for a reason not to like the Rams and I just can't do it. Can't do it. Think, like you like Sean McVay. I'm rooting yeah. for Wade Phillips. I wish Tlaib didn't get hurt because you know, but he'll be, he'll be back. Once the Rams get him back too. Mm. Mm. It's pretty tough. I mean, I don't really care too much for Marcus Peters or Indomitian Sue, but I don't know. I feel like Jared Goff's a pretty cool guy. Cancels it all out. Yeah. He's not like Jared Goff is, He's not likable, but he's not hateable. He's just a guy. Just That's just Jared. I heard a story back when he was at Cal 
that he just showed up at a party and just kind of stood around and then just like like walked up to like the most attractive girl at the party and was like hey i'm jared goff you want to come home with me she was like sure so it's pretty nice to be uh to be a good quarterback i always like pray that the like that all the the quarterbacks are just gay (laughs) just yeah to give like the normal guys a chance yeah, because I'm just always – it's just like it threatens my masculinity knowing like they could get laid whenever they want. Well, this is like – this is why I like guys like Case Keenum because they always get married like their freshman year of college. Yeah, give me either a gay <laughs> quarterback or a super like religious Extremely quarterback. Extremely Christian, yeah. Yeah, or just Kirk Cousins who Kirk never cheated on his wife. Right? No, he, would, he would never cheat on his wife. I don't even know why you brought it up. <laughs> That's – yeah, yeah. That's an old callback. Uh, okay, so let's start from the top here. Uh, this is maybe the worst Thursday night football game ever, but they still have to play it. Hopefully there's an earthquake. Raiders Whoa. are 49ers. <laughs> I can say it because I live there. I can say it. I can say it. Raiders at 49ers. Two oh, wins man. combined between these teams. That is a bad game. <laughs> Dude, I feel like the California teams are hardly having to travel at all this season. Yeah, I feel like the – well, yeah, because the, the West is playing the West. The Chargers uh, were playing right. in California for, like, the first six weeks of the season. Yeah, that's true. Um, fudge. I'll, I'll take the 49ers just because I like to see the Raiders keep losing. Yeah, I feel like the – I feel like last week was the best chance for the Raiders to win in however long it's been. And I think they used it up and didn't get the win. So I'm going to take the 49ers as well. Yeah, I just don't think the Raiders can handle that trip from Oakland to uh, wherever the fuck the 49ers play. Santa Clara. Yeah. Santa Clara is really out of the way, actually. Uh, I know. I've been to Levi Stadium. Have you? Yeah. Not for the Super Bowl, though. I was there for the Super Bowl. Were you really? Yeah. Super Bowl 50. I was there. I, wasn't I was there that the weekend. I wasn't in the stadium. I got to the stadium. Vic Lombardi was supposed to give me a pass, but he couldn't. And so I watched the Super Bowl in a Bennigan's parking lot uh, oh, and then went back to the Levi Stadium, got into the stadium after the game, and edited videos. Pretty good. I was at, I was at Super Bowl City all weekend, but I went, home. I went home to watch the game. There you go. Smart. Yeah. Smart but I didn't man. know you then. Yeah, it's true. It's true. My life was a lot richer. Um, yeah, no, you're much poorer for having known me. Okay, let's bust through these. I think we're running long. Yeah, let's penetrate this list here. Steelers at Ravens. These teams – I'll say it again. These two teams don't like each other. Yeah, I think the Ravens are favored, but I'm going to I'm gonna pick the Steelers, I guess. Yeah, Steelers are hot. I'm going to take them. So hot right now. So hot. Bears the Bills. Oh, Bears. Although, fuck, Bill's defense, Bill's defense, not bad. Played pretty tough. I feel like they only get a Monday night game at home like once every five years, so I feel like they had to play to the occasion. Yeah, their defense looked great, and they had no offense. I think Nathan Peterman will be starting because Derek Anderson got hurt, but who knows. What happens first? Nathan Peterman breaks the interception record or Tom Brady breaks the touchdown record? Which touchdown record? All time. Mm, Peterman. Okay. Yeah, I'm with Peterman too. Bucks at Panthers. Panthers. 
Yeah, this one feels. Oh, no, well, no, no. Ryan Fitzmagic. <laughs> Would have been an easy pick if Jameis Winston was starting. Now, all of a sudden, you could just get 50 points out of Fitzmagic. You could get 50 points. You could also get three points. Who's at home? Panther. Yeah, I'll stick with the Panthers. Fuck it. I'm going to take the Buccaneers. Ooh, I like it. I feel like we're all at that point where we're just – everybody's like, oh, the Panthers are actually a good team. They're actually good. And now, and they're now just like something like this happens. I still think they're a good team, though. Chiefs at Browns. Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy. Okay, Jets at Dolphins. How they prepare for a Greg Williams coach team, though? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, if I were the Chiefs, I'd be scared Greg Williams is going to yell at me, you know? Yeah, no, seriously. Okay, wow. Jets at no. Dolphins, did you say? Yeah, Jets Dolphins. <laughs> Uh, give me the Jets. Fuck, is Ryan Tannehill ever coming back, or what's the deal there? Ten, yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I'm just going to assume for the purposes of this exercise that it's Brock. And Brocktober will be over by then. It's going to be Brock Vember, which not Actually, nearly as successful. Me, uh, give me the Dolphins. All right, I'm going to take the Jets. They're at home. Yeah. Lions at Vikings. Man, I would like to pick the Lions, but without Golden Tate, how are they going to win? Uh, Vikings to bounce back after losing. Yeah, I'm going to take them too. Also, quick question. Are the Vikings really better off with Kirk Cousins? Uh, Versus, like, even if they had kept Keenum or Bridgewater? Maybe. I think they are. I think uh, I think he's playing pretty good football. Like even his interception that was a pick six against the Saints. It was like Stephon Diggs stopped running that route. Um, like he was going to turn up field or something. So it's not like it was just like a, an egregious error. But I don't know. I think he's I think he's playing decent. I think he's playing pretty good. I think their problems are not really having a consistent run game. It's been better recently, and the defense isn't quite as dominant as it was last season. But what do yeah, I know? that's fair. I just have a podcast. True. So you're not really qualified Why? to you, talk about you, any of this. You think differently? Well, as you know, I have a PhD in uh, football, so my opinion actually counts. Uh, I don't know if it's worth the price. Because he's getting like $30 million. I don't know. I'm just saying. Interesting. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, I gotta oh, I guess, I guess we can be watching for Adam Thielen to break the record. He tied Calvin Johnson for eight 100-yard receiving games. So, yep. could go for nine. He could do it. I think he's he's got to be a top three wide receiver at this point, right? Yeah, I think the best three receivers in the NFL right now are Adam Thielen, DeAndre Hopkins, and Michael Thomas. Not Antonio Brown. Or Julio. No, well, Julio's got to score a touchdown first. Julio's got to score, bro. Yeah, he's not going to score. Falcons at Redskins. Does he score this week? You picked him to score last week, so I I'll sure be did. the guy who says he scores a touchdown this week. Is that enough to beat the Redskins in Washington? Uh, yeah, I think the Redskins are one of those teams that are pretty good, but then they're just going to drop a game for no reason because they're not. Yeah, good. I'm taking Atlanta as well. They got to get De- Devontae Freeman back at some point, right? No, he's on IR. Oh, is he? 
Yeah, oh, I, feel I think he might be able to come back, but they just put him on there. They got Ito Smith and Tevin Coleman, still pretty good. But also, I guess that Washington added HaHa Clinton Dix, we didn't mention. Yep. Uh, and DJ Swearinger is playing really good safety football, which I don't like because uh, I don't like DJ Swearinger. But um, HaHa <laughs> yep. Clinton Dix and DJ Swearinger, pretty good safety tandem. So I should pick Washington to win, but I'm going to stick with the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, we talked about earlier in the show about like how Corlin Finnegan must have been a huge asshole to get Andre Johnson to beat him up. But you have to be such a dickhead to get Peyton Manning uh, to have to a taunting penalty. Yeah. <laughs> in, a, in the preseason against yeah. you? Yeah. Yeah. Not great. Classic. One of Peyton's finest moments. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of my favorite. Chargers at Seahawks. Man, Seahawks are starting to look good. They sure They're- are. Defense is playing really good football. Bradley McDougal is like one of the best safeties in the game. Uh, Russell Wilson and the run game's working. They suddenly just got a lot better after Earl Thomas left, basically. Or not left, but he got hurt. Yeah. Um, I wonder why. He was the last poison in the locker room. Um, Fudge. Do the Chargers have Bosa yet? No. No. <laughs> I'll go with Seattle then, I guess. What do you think about Nick Bosa's brother? Just like stop, he stopped playing this season just to get ready for the draft. I would, I'd probably do the same <laughs> for a team like a team, an Ohio State team that has one loss and could win the national championship. Yeah, money is more important than <laughs> fucking college football. Fair. You can do both, I feel like, but I don't no, know. you it, it's worked that way for years. Yeah. <laughs> and he's Whatever. good enough where even if he got hurt, he would still get drafted, but not as high, and he would lose millions of dollars if he does get hurt. So he Fair. can basically – he can do it because his brother's so fucking good too. Yeah. No, that definitely helps. No, that helps big time. Yeah, it's like the reverse situation with uh, David and Derek Carr. <laughs> yeah. That's the only reason Derek Carr fell. Uh, let's see. Where were we? Uh, we already had Rams at Saints. Car boys. Uh, <laughs> at car gang up there. <laughs> Packers at Patriots. Oh, your game of the week. My game of the week. Patriots are at home. Did you say Skip Bayless's tweet? About the Michael Jordan promo? No. <laughs> oh, because there's that Michael Jordan promo for this game. There's like talking about like we're finally going to decide the goat debate and you're like oh is he gonna talk about lebron and him it's like nope talking about rogers and brady oh maybe maybe that's what it was in reference to because he was saying something like there's only only 112 is goat and you can't even talk about aaron Rodgers in the same sentence as tom brady or some shit Uh, i thought i was gonna say like bob greasy yeah i don't know anyway it was stupid uh because aaron Rodgers is much better. He is actually a better quarterback than Tom Brady right now. Hot take. Um, oh, one quarterback doesn't throw the ball 15 yards down the field, and the other just throws the ball from any point on the field to any other point of the field consistently. Yeah. So, Yeah, I don't know why Tom Brady was getting credit for beating the Bills because it was basically fucking Derek Anderson beat the Bills. Uh, I'll go with the Packers in spirit of uh, – you know, fuck Tom Brady. I'm taking the Packers too. Aaron Rodgers beat him last time. Ooh. I think, yeah. What are the Packers? Three, three, and one right now. I think they're gonna write the ship. 
Something. And they're competitive against the Rams. I think yeah. the Rams' offense is better than the Patriots right now. So Yeah, no, I think, uh, I think they played the Rams about as well as any team has this year. Yeah, next to the Broncos, you know? <laughs> yeah, really. I mean, honestly, it might be. So, yeah, we've both got the Packers. Last game. Uh, I know we've all been waiting for it. It's a primetime game at home for the Cowboys. Christ. It's a, is that Cowboys. a Sunday night game or is that Monday? Monday. Uh, so they couldn't flex it. Um, yeah, I know. They, they probably tried to get, like, Giants-Cowboys uh, <laughs> at this game instead. It's like, oh, I'm sorry, they can only play twice a year. Well, it have to be the Titans. Yeah, but we these are our primetime teams. Giants-Cowboys. This God is America's battle versus America's battle. Uh, fuck. I'm going to uh, – I'm going to pick the Titans, I guess. Yeah. I'm, ah, fuck. Based on a feeling. Based on a feeling? Mm-hmm. That's not the Vikings. I was going to – yeah, I don't want to keep picking every same team as you because that's what I've done for the last four games. But I think the Titans are going to win too. There we go. All right. Uh, do you want to close this show out by talking about – I don't know if you prepared any last-minute – NFL costume ideas? I didn't, but you can sure give, give us yours. <laughs> okay. Uh, so this I was one... at the store when you texted me, and then I had to get my sliders started, and I just didn't have time. Time to think? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Dunce. Uh, all right. So my first one, all you need. Uh, this is this will be a good one for either Broncos or Bears fans. It's last-minute NFL costumes. Yes. The thing. Yeah, if you're just, like, running out of the – uh, trying to run out of the house, you need a costume really quick, provided that you have a few materials. So, get a Jay Cutler jersey, and you get precisely one cigarette, put it in your mouth, smoking Jay. Okay, not bad. Number two, pretty simple. All you need, one walking boot, put it on your foot, you're Ben Roethlisberger at a press conference. <laughs> third, third and final, Last-minute NFL Halloween costume. Fake beard or real beard if you have one. Maybe a little boot polish. Get it dark. Uh, get a T-shirt and a suit jacket over that T-shirt. And you're Brandon Perna. Oh, psych. Gotcha. Somebody did go as me for Halloween once. That's when I felt like, wow. oh, people like this show. <laughs> yeah, not bad. Well, if they weren't like, I mean, it's one of those costumes. Like, I kind of like the costumes where everybody says like, "Oh, you're a dick" if you just like have some really obscure reference as your costume. But like, I like it when like one or two or three people get it and they like really get it because yeah, because uh, then it's like a little more meaningful. Yeah, because like if if somebody saw like someone in a t-shirt, like a That's Good Sports t-shirt, a suit jacket, and a beard, and it's like, "Oh, you're Brandon Perna." You know, that make it all worth it. Yeah, that really boosted my ego. I, it should have. Uh, it should have. I was I was unbearable for 24 <laughs> hours after that. Um, so this will go up the day after Halloween. Um, are you getting in costume later, Will? I don't know. I still I I might because uh, I still have the old the old Broncos Jay Cutler jersey somewhere laying around. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I know I don't remember what size it is. Uh, I think it, I remember it being big on me back when I first got it, uh, which was when I was about eleven. So 
might be a tough call. Might but be tight now. Who knows? Might be a little bit. <laughs> uh, then I'll, I'll just have to procure exactly one cigarette, which I don't know. If I, if I just go to the gas station and ask for one cigarette, I'm sure they'll be happy to give me one. Could you sell me one cigarette? Just, just one, sir. Just one, sir. Just with say it the, weird. With the filter, please. And they'll just give you one. Could I just have one cigarette, <laughs> sir? Uh, no. We will give you one if you leave. Yeah, sir. We're going to have security escort you out yeah. of here. <laughs> um, all right. Well, I hope everybody had a good Halloween, even though it's not Halloween yet. Uh, yep. Uh, will, you did a good job. You can follow him on Twitter at WillKey6. It's on the screen for the whole episode. Again, yeah. if you haven't gone to iTunes or Podbean, you can listen to it like real big guy podcasts. And that's it for football.